You are listening to The New Prisoners. A copy of each week's monologue and source list are available on our Minds page and Substack. Check out our video content on BitChute, Odyssey, and Rumble. For audio versions, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and many others. Make sure to like and subscribe wherever you find us. Join the conversation by leaving your comments where you can. Or you can follow The New Prisoners and The New Prisoner Number 6 on Instagram. You can also follow The New Prisoner Number 6 on Gab or under at New Prisoner and the number 6 on Twitter. If you would like to be a guest, please email The New Prisoner Number 6 at protonmail.com. Provide a brief description of the topic or topics that you would like to discuss, and a screener will contact you. You can always choose to appear anonymously. Now let's get on with the show. Pain has a funny way of connecting you to others. Pain can be a distraction. It can be disrupting. But pain has introduced me to a more empathetic view of others. Now this past week I experienced some migraine headaches. Uh, For anyone who has experienced such a thing, you can attest that They are indeed disruptive, to say the least. Because of this, I stayed off of social media and did a lot less screen time. But this little break, it gave me a chance to see things from a fresh perspective. Now that I've had time to recover and get back to producing and promoting content for this show, I wanted to share with you all what was on my mind, besides getting rid of these damn headaches. Now, we are in a global conflict. We have been. All the talk about nations falling apart and national divorce has already occurred. It occurred when the government and the companies it has partnered with took over and locked us down. It hasn't ended. In fact, the response that we're seeing now in Canada is an attempt for the people to regain control over the institutions that they have lost. We all have lost that control in varying degrees. We are all connected in that pain. Because pain is universal. We all feel it. In different ways, yes, but all of us humans suffer at some point in our lives. Feeling pain proves your humanity, but it also is the starting point for the recognition of liberty. The reason why we can say things like, our rights are inherent on this podcast is because just like we all feel pain, we can all be victimized by authority. We all have a voice that can be silenced by authority, just as a tongue to cut out. Just because the aggression, when people censor us, isn't physical in most ways, doesn't mean that it isn't an act of victimization. It violates the voluntary exchange of ideas all people of sound mind are capable of. That's what makes it wrong. That's why censorship is a tool of evil. 
And we're all seeing effects of this tool being used against us everywhere now. It's not just the internet where a couple of personalities have been banned or shadow banned. It's an amazing group of truckers on the U.S.-Canadian border protesting peacefully against a government that wants to coerce them into taking an experimental injection that is already proven to be a failure in doing what the government claimed it would do. You might not have a hell of a lot in common with a trucker from Ontario, but we all have an inherent right to choose what goes in our bodies. Any act of coercion that would be used against the will of anyone opposed to taking something like an injection should be considered an act of aggression. No different than if you refuse someone access to your home and they started turning your doorknob and continued banging on the door and yelling for you to let them in after you told them to go away. When it crosses that line into physical force beyond the barrier of your personal space, when people are taken into camps like in Australia or even mass incarcerated for protesting like what may happen with the truckers in Canada, we have crossed a boundary that needs to be respected if we are to live in a civil society any longer. When the person banging on the door kicks it in and presents a threat to you, all bets are off. Right now, the government in Canada and others are teetering on this point. For many of us, it's just a matter of time before the government forces us into taking whatever substance it wants us to take or we become trespassers anywhere that they and their business partners have in power. Prisoners in our own homes. Again, and for no good scientific reason. Just like last time. I hope you're sick of this shit. I'm ready for a divorce. A divorce between the liberty-minded like us and the governments and corporations and banks driving this madness in our societies. Holding the world ransom. Using the power we granted them as citizens and consumers to attempt to experiment on us and enslave us. All of us. Including the children. Our opposition has heard us loud and clear. The world can no longer turn a blind eye to miles of trucks and a border shut down by protesters. Now we can see all of the scum in the media use their tactics to smear our movement. It won't work. We don't care what they think of us anymore. They have already shown us that they hate us and that they see themselves as superior to us as our gatekeepers. All we've done over the past few months is prove them wrong and expose them as a bunch of pedos and deviants while watching their networks and viewership collapse. That isn't going to be enough for me, and I hope it's not enough for you out there either. There's a lot more people deserving of consequences 
just like CNN, Trudeau, Biden, Fauci, and many others have a debt that we owe them. And that debt is to be paid with pain. Pain for them and whomever was responsible for doing this to us. Pain for the deaths from the lockdowns. Pain for attempting to silence our voices while propagandizing us. Pain for the distancing and the masks. Pain for the substance abuse and the suicides. Pain for the side effects and deaths from the jabs. There's a whole lot to go around, isn't there? This is a global conflict between liberty and authority. We have all been abused by authority these past few years. Let's give these fuckers what they deserve and take back what's ours peacefully with our voices, our bodies, and every resource we have. And if you're out there listening on the other side, expect pain and get used to it. It's going to be your new normal. Okay, I'm number six. This is The New Prisoners, and I'm here with John Henry. And man, I got to say, it's been an, uh, an absolute blast the past few weeks having on the guests that we've had. Uh, we've been very fortunate here at The New Prisoners to uh, have lots of great support out there from our community and uh, people willing to step up and wanting to come on the show. Uh, but this week, John Henry and I decided to uh, take the reins for this one because uh, there's a couple things about this show that we want to be a bit different. The first is that we want the different guests. We want to have people on that have alternative viewpoints that aren't uh, being given the platform in the mainstream, that aren't being given the platform even uh, with people on our side. We want to have uh, a platform where people can come on and uh, tell their stories. And we've had a lot of amazing stories from Jane Galuzzi and Jessica Priya uh, to TJ Wright to uh, Crypto Man. And then uh, last week, we were fortunate to have on Miss Liberty Howell. Uh, and one of the things about uh, that conversation that really stuck with me, too, is that, um, you know, when when John Henry and I sort of got into this, uh, we were already friends for many years. And we also uh, were sort of into this stuff. But there was one thing that sort of sparked our interest in doing a show like this to finally, like, getting something together and, and putting something out there for the public to consume uh, involving our thoughts and our feelings on things. And uh, that was this whole COVID thing. And all of us have been through so much the past few years. And a lot of us have had such radical changes in our lives. And I think it's a beautiful thing that we're finally coalescing. Like we're finally coming together that you can see the collective action out of the individual actions that are being taken out there uh, by all of us who love liberty and freedom around the world. And as we do that, though, like one of the things that I, I don't want uh, to happen is, and it happens in so many other movements, is that when we, we all start getting together and agreeing with one another and we start losing focus. We start losing focus and we start... Uh, you know, finding little, little victories here and there 
and getting lost in those. And my thing is, is that when I started this show, along with John Henry, we started this not just as a means to speak our mind, but to also find a way to pursue the people responsible for doing this to the country that we love and doing this to our world, really. And um, I think that this week's show, setting aside, you know, the wonderful guests that we've had and the stories that we've been able to tell, I think that this week's show is that we uh, start a new pursuit after justice because we, we are building the community. We are, we are gathering listeners. We are gathering subscribers out there. I want to thank all of you for jumping on uh, with the Digital Convoy the past couple weeks. And uh, I do want to throw out an apology, too. I haven't been as active this week on social media. I haven't been doing a lot of screen time because I've been getting uh, some uh, form of migraine headaches that haven't been fun to deal with. But I'm getting over those now. So we're, we're, we're back into the swing of things. And uh, 5G. after reading through the material for 5G. this week's show and prepping for all this. 5G is melting your brain. Oh, oh Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we could definitely have that conversation too. I would love to have that conversation. In fact, there's there's a couple of guests I would love to have on about that too, John Henry. But um, I, I just wanted to uh, finish out this week's intro by saying um, that we have we have uh, our opposition in a position right now where they have to listen to us. And I told you all they will hear from us this year, but they 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 need to do a little bit more than that. There needs to be some punishments handed out. There needs to be some justice for what's happened uh, over these past few years and what, what this setup has, has included and what it continues to do. And we're going to talk about that a lot today. So I'm a bit fired up on that stuff in case you couldn't tell, John Henry, but I'm going to turn it over to you because I'm sure you're just as fired up this week as well. What's up, everybody? You know, it's it's funny if if any of you have ever had the opportunity to meet number six in person, when you see the square footage of his cranium, you would understand why it is basically a satellite dish for 5G signals. And that's why he's getting migraines. Absolutely. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. Happy to be here. Um, you know, I say that in jest, man. Uh, Got to have fun. Got to have fun in this life with all this stress and the amount of duress that we're under. But, you know, a lot to talk about this week. And, and you know, as number six said, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. We uh, had a really good running guest there. And thank you to all of them. Um, you know, thank you to Crypto Man and TJ and uh, just everybody, you know, stopping in Liberty, spending some time with us. And, you know, really, it's uh, it's about building that community. It's about our, our digital convoy. Um, so thanks for coming back. A lot to talk about today. You know, this one will be a little bit more free flowing so we can just, uh, you know, hit a lot of topics. I'd like to talk a little bit about the Olympics, everything that's going on over there. Uh, obviously our, our favorite freedom fighters, um, and frankly, one of the most extraordinary, um, really actions by the people that's ever taken place in the world and what's happening in Canada right now, um, how their criminal, uh, you know, political leaders, or handling that situation. Uh, just a lot of exciting stuff going on. You know, let's let's touch on California a little bit and the unbelievable hypocrisy in that state. Uh, seeing a lot of these, um, you know, left wingers, a lot of the liberals, a lot of these um, propagandists starting to turn in a, in a very dramatic uh, direction away from where they were going as we approach the midterms. So, you know, a lot to talk about today. Um, Joe Rogan, Durham. A lot of great stuff to cover. So uh, thanks, everybody, for coming back. 
super, uh, super excited about having this conversation. All right. Well, to start off this week's free fall, I'm going to throw this one out there. Um, John Henry often sends me uh, the videos for Fleckus Talks, and I want to give a shout out to Fleckus Talks this week for entertaining me um, with another great video. And one of the things that was included in that, and these videos are sort of like a collection of viral videos from around the internet that rather symbolize like where we are at in society as like the first half of that, that, that the, the first half of that video is actually pretty trying for me john henry because of all the all the gender dysphoria um, I, i'm struggling with it and he does such a good job uh of amassing all of the the chaos from the week you know and we always talk about how there's so much to talk about in a week but he does a really good job of collecting uh, all the the viral horse shit um into one and you know oh, yeah. and lately a lot of these videos they spend quite a bit of time with people um that uh, you know you know gender dysphoria pansexual transsexual lgbtq prs tuv whatever whatever we're adding to it uh this week it's tough too man because you know what i struggle with where i'm like screaming at my phone um is one with the parents and the kids you know, because oh, man, yeah. uh, listen, if you are a consenting adult and you want to identify as a fucking tree stump that marries a beaver, I got you. I'm good with it. That's cool, yeah. man. Just don't do it, you know, in a, in a public space and just like any relationship, please keep that private. But watching the videos um, of these people that that genuinely suffer from severe mental illness um, to engage with their children the way that they do. And to basically manipulate and train their kids to be what they think they are because their minds are broken. Uh, that's I, I struggle with it, man. And I appreciate that. Fleckus Talks is one of the best accounts on Instagram. Does a great podcast. He does these weeks uh, weekend review every Friday, you know, and I look forward to it kind of like um, but it's cringy. You know what I mean? It's like looking forward to a, a really, really scary movie. Because uh, you know that there's going to be some entertainment there, but you also know it's going to be pretty fucking terrifying and gruesome. Um, so that's kind of the way I look at it. And I don't mean that in a negative way at all, because I think what Fleckus does a really good job of is just exposing, um, the, the frankly, the insanity uh, of our current uh, kind of social networking and and really um, what people are considering normal, right? And, and you look at it and um, it basically... They're kind of massaging everybody's emotions to say that this is okay, right? And, um, and and what bothers me is, you know, you look at some of the things that Biden's doing with the administration, um, and you look at the gentleman that he just chose um, to work for uh, the nuclear disposal. He's like an assistant, something or other. Uh, did you okay. see this guy? His name is uh, looks like Tom Brixton, I believe. No, let me look that up. So he's um, the Department of Environmental Affairs, I believe. Um, so this guy, uh, and again, this kind of all, it meshes together, right, as they're forming what is normal. So you have this guy uh, that's uh, clearly a, a ginger, no disrespect to gingers out there, but he wears corsets and six-inch heels and demon horns and all of this shit. And um, Biden just nominated and put this guy into a pretty major role. Uh, it's fucking unbelievable that That's he talks talking about, about bestiality okay. I, openly. I know who you're talking about um, now. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and this guy, <laughs> it's this isn't normal, guys. 
this isn't normal. Um, you know, and, and to me, you know, we've talked a little bit about when he's, um, you know, had a discussion about who he would choose for the Supreme Court. And I got to tell you, uh, Ted Cruz was doing an interview with a news reporter and absolutely fucking nailed it about how disrespectful that is to all female African-Americans saying that, you know, the, the person won't be based on their merit or their experience, strictly on their skin color and their gender. Um, and, you know, Ted Cruz sometimes really knocks it out of the park. So that was a really, really, really good interview I got to watch with him. But that's how insane it is that now they are proactively seeking out all of these freaks to try to make that look normal. Uh, I mean, this guy has like fucking demon horns on his head uh, and wears corsets to work. Uh, and he's in a high role in the government. It's fucking crazy. Um, so thanks to Fleckus for you know, kind of enlightening me anyway, every single week where it's because if I see that type of shit, I don't really watch it. But when it's all condensed into one, uh, I like to see that, you know, because it gives me a pretty good baseline of what people think is normal now and, and what what people are comfortable putting out there um, on top of that. And just the fucking insanity because they're just trying to normalize chaos. It's uh, It's absolutely crazy. So what you guys don't don't realize is uh, I can see number six's face right now as he's taking a look at some of this information. So I'll turn it back over to you, sir. It looks like. So I knew about the story. I forgot the name because I've reached uh, Dunbar's number years ago and fucking names just sometimes just don't last long in my head. So I hear about the stories. I make the connections. So when you were describing the. Uh, Gentlemen, I guess, if I can call uh, the demon worshiping, cross-dressing, uh, whatever that, that Biden's putting up. So I'm doing a search, like trying to look for it. And here's how fucked up, you know, the Biden administration is when you do a random search with your uh, Brave browser like I just did uh, that here from November 12th, 2020 uh, from Shubat.com, which is a website I've gotten stuff from before. Uh, Biden appointee cross-dressing sod. <laughs> sorry. Biden appoints cross-dressing sodomite to Department of Defense transition team. And that's not even that's not even the same. It's not even the same parts that we're talking about. Right? This is so insane. And this guy um apparently uh played a big role with Obama um in talking to him uh in his cabinet in regards to LGBTQ or STUV XY purple nine or zero demon. Um <laughs> Yep. Sorry, guys. <laughs> really good. It's it's that crazy, and <laughs> in, in that this it's public. This guy is public wearing demon masks and corsets and heels, and um, you know, we know that Obama's the president, and this is his third term. Um, so that's no surprise that he had involvement with uh, that administration, and uh, has now been chosen by uh, old Puddinghead himself, Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Yeah, I got a. I found a lovely little blog here from American Thinker. Uh, oh, side note, also, has, I'm gonna. And I'm yeah. sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No if problem. If you guys have not watched Kyle Dunnigan's Biden videos, oh yes. you are fucking missing out. I mean, yeah, if you fantastic. want something that, even though it's depressing because it's so spot on, that will yeah. literally make you smile and laugh a little bit. If you need to, just a break from the stress of this world. Please go watch Kyle Dunnigan's videos because they are unbelievable. And he's always done really good ones. 
But I got to tell you, these Bidens are my favorite uh, far and away that it, they are my favorite of all time. Great job. Oh, Tom yeah. Tom yeah, he, he's he's fucking amazing. Um, I guess this is uh, I, I found the article by Sam Brint or, or, or about Sam Brinton, which is the uh, the Biden nominee here. Uh, it includes a tweet from a Kathleen O'Boyle, new high-ranking official in Biden's Department of Energy Office of Nuclear Energy. You can't make this stuff up, Sam Brinton. Please read text below. Um, oh man, yeah, another one from John Miller here. This is another tweet in the article. This is Biden's new Department of Energy hire, gender fluid with a background in having sex with animals, kink and drag. Even in Weimar, this kind of perverted degeneracy was kept underground. <laughs> One can only think what the eventual counter reaction will be. Yeah, this is, um, wow. Yeah, this is crazy. I guess he, he goes by when he cross dresses as Sister Ray D. O. Active, the O apostrophe active. So Sister Ray as a name. And then D D E E, and then O O apostrophe active. Oh, isn't that cute? Isn't that fucking cute? And then here's him with uh, people dressed as uh, bondage leather dogs. And my my oh my, I don't know where that tale is coming from. But John Henry, I'm se I'm sending you this article. This is this is all publicly available information on this person. Wow. But we're worried about Joe Rogan saying the. N-word, aren't we? Aren't we? Absolutely. That's what we're worried about. This is who's handling our fucking nuclear waste. <laughs> I'm, I'm adding this to our, our source list this week. And the other one that I found about just random random people. Because the other one, the other one's great. I'm going to go back to the other one real quick. Because uh, the one I was just on, the reason why I clicked on it is because the title was Relax. Biden puts LGBT activist, gender fluid drag queen, pup fetishist, I guess what that's that's what the dog shit is about. Mm. Um in charge of the nuclear waste that could be used for terror bombs mm. by Thomas Lifson. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you for putting those words together for us. <laughs> what a fucking terrifying <laughs> assortment of words from the English English language. Holy shit. Like um, who who would have known that a couple years ago when we were reading stories about the nuclear waste like being stored in Yucca Mountain and shit like that, yeah, that it's really dirty like bombs a, and people get access it's, to oh, it. It's more than dirt. Speaking of dirty bombs, it's like an Anthony Anthony Fauci gay bathhouse in Yucca Mountain with all the nuclear waste. That's what they're doing <laughs> down there. They're all dressed as fucking leather bound dogs with God knows what shoved up there to make a tail. Folks, I, I don't I don't want to get too. I mean. If you're having the kids listen to this uh, episode, please send the kids somewhere else. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just John Henry and I, and this could you get wild. Fauci dresses up like a walk with oh, like dude, an 18-inch yeah. rubber dong hanging off of him? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> he goes, I, I'm Anthony Fauci, and I fucked the whole world. I fucked the oh, world with my large, I think large rubber penis. He would have like a gimmick where um, he would be dressed up as the owl, but he would have something in his butt. So when he like <laughs> squeezes his sphincter, the, the wings would expand, you know, make him look really grand, too, because that's what he, I'm sure he likes that. He wants a, to be worshipped, right? It's a turkey right? baster sized syringe. <laughs> yes, only in guide. reverse. Yeah, like the, the turkey baster end is on the inside Boost of him Moloch. and he squeezes it and it expands the wings, you know. <laughs> Come boost daddy Moloch, please. 
Yeah, post daddy Moloch, yes. (laughs) When you question Moloch, you question science itself. (laughs) And like, that's the thing, like, uh, it was, it was a few weeks back before we had all these guests that we kind of stumbled upon that um, John Templeton prize deal about uh, Francis Collins getting the the most highly uh, uh, monetarily uh, supported uh, type of Nobel Prize laureate type of deal that you can receive in the world um, in the year 2020 of all of all years, uh, Francis Collins gets it in 2020. But the entire point of the reward, John Henry, as you remember, was about blending science and religion together. And man, have we really touched upon that? But before we get to that, before we get to our, our, our sort of our main topic, too, I just wanted to throw this out there, too. Uh, uh, the, the original point that I had that I wanted to get to about the Fleckus talk stuff was, did you see the kids? Did you see the kids lose their shit Fucking when they were being told? Because no more masks in Las Vegas. I, I mean, loved see, it. That is, it broke my fucking heart. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. want to talk about a mix, a mix of emotions. My initial response was, thank God, like, it's so beautiful to see these kids joy. And then I think about what the fuck did they do to these children for two years? And not that's obviously not the first time we talk about this quite frequently, but it is so sad to see that it makes them that happy just to fucking see each other's faces. Yeah. You fucking monsters, monsters putting these masks on these kids and keeping them home from being able to go to school. It's, it's fucking terrible. And, you know, again, this is something that is a very common thread on the show. Um, but it's it's good to see that joy. You know, speaking of, it's interesting to to see the hard turn uh, that a lot of these leftists are starting to take now. Um, you know, they, oh, yeah. they see that their polling numbers are fucking abysmal. Uh, we have 30 Democratic leaders that won't be seeking re-election in the midterms. And now you have them starting to scramble and dropping these vaccination mandates, uh, the mask mandates, social distancing mandates. I mean, when you have, um, you know, the, the queen of propaganda, Leanna Wen, come on and go, there's a time for lockdowns and mandates. And and that time isn't now. I mean, it is absolutely fucking shocking. Uh, I, sh- I mean, it shouldn't be. Nothing should surprise us at this point. But to see them, you know, make this hard U-turn and go, yeah, you know, hey, guys, appreciate you hanging in there. Sorry about everybody that lost their, you know, business, house, job, family, life. Um, but you know what? We can probably loosen up a little bit. Um, it, it's it's just it's fucking astounding. And, you know, what's interesting, too, is, you know, we talk about Project Mockingbird. Um, but to see them all start to make that turn. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's in mass. So. It's uh, I, I mean, the positive of it is that's the direction we need to go when we need to be done with all this bullshit. But what's so fucking ridiculous is please, people, please don't give in that it was just time. Make sure that everybody understands that this is all strategy. This isn't about your health. It's not about your family. It's not about safety. It's all about control and strategy. And at this point, now it's become the political strategy as we head into the midterms, because uh, I'm, I'm telling you, you can put fucking Ronald McDonald on a ballot uh, against a Democrat. And because of what people have been through for the last two and a half years, I promise you, they'll say, fucking, I'll take that guy because there's an R next to his name. As long as that shit says R Ronald McDonald, it doesn't matter because everybody is now going to race 
as fast as humanly possible to get away from the circumstance that we've been in for so long. Everybody's running away at full speed. Not everybody, you know, it's, it's kind of split. Some people are still hanging on to that, um, trying to sue, um, you know, the new governor of Virginia because he dropped the mask mandates for kids. You know, so you still have psychopaths out there that are completely brainwashed and indoctrinated. But in general, people are fucking thrilled to get away from that. And what's amazing is at this point, some of the polls that are even on MSNBC and CNN are shocking me. I mean, they're showing that Biden, Kamala Harris, you know, they have some of the lowest approval numbers in the history of ever. We have the highest inflation in 40 years. Kamala has the the lowest approval rating of any vice president in history. And I'm not even sure who Biden's competing with for that role at this point, because it's a fucking disaster. You got crazy inflation. You have just brutally tormented people psychologically, physically, emotionally. Uh, the economy is completely fucking destroyed right now. The supply chain is an absolute fucking, you know, Pete Buttigieg is out fucking jerking off or, you know, getting his sex change or whatever he's doing while the shelves are completely fucking bare. I mean, everybody has been impacted by this at this point. It's it's fucking crazy, crazy. So fortunately, it's it's nice to see people start to run in the other direction. And when you even have the shit on MSNBC and CNN, they get it. And, you know, I hope that we'll talk a little bit about CNN today because holy shit. I mean, you want to talk about a fucking fallen empire? There's one for you right there, brother. Well, I mean, uh, speaking of CNN and and we were talking about like the, the Fleckus talk stuff, too. One of the things that came to mind was... Um, you remember back and and when we were much younger, this was a, a hot story. I remember the killing of John Benet Ramsey. It it was a it was a story that that shocked much of America. It made a lot of people's careers in in uh, media. Border too. Colorado, yes, sir. Yeah. And one of the things about that was uh, the culture of the people that put their their children in these beauty pageants and Ugh, stuff. It's grotesque. Yeah, it's fucking gross. And, and, a lot of people thought it was like sexualizing children in a way like it was it was appalling to a lot of America to expose this stuff uh, in, in this way. And it wasn't just because of like the tragic murder and disappearance of this young girl. It, it was really about like just like I said, what what this what this uh, parent culture was like with putting your children into these situations. And I think that nowadays is that parents are doing this sort of the same thing, this pageantry, you know, this trotting your kids out there, but instead of putting them in little uh, w- wedding gowns and stuff like that, or having them per- perform like a uh, stripper acts on stage for, for judges uh, these days, they're actually just taking them to strip clubs now uh, for cross-dressing night. Like it's just, it, it's, it's the same type of pageantry. It's just leveled up a little bit because they know that they can encroach, you know, the, it's the, when, when Jordan Peterson was on uh, Joe Rogan uh, uh, the last time, not not this previous time, but they, he talked about encroachment, you know, that slow encroachment. I'm going to I'm going to come at you a little bit and then I'm going to stop and see what you do. And then I'm going to come at you a little bit more. And just like the 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 slow incremental withering away of parental uh, just any, any type of parental guidance from what we've had structure wise in our society from before, you know, whatever morale or whatever morals and whatever guidance that we receive from our community, from our churches, uh, from religion, from our, our just our general culture, 
uh, was started to it, we we were starting to see the commercialization and therefore the sexualization of children. And it was definitely on display back in those days with the disappearance and murder of John Bennett Ramsey. But nowadays it's just it's the Desmond is amazing is the same thing to me. That kid's not dead, but that that kid's been put in in those types of situations where just like many of the other girls that weren't murdered or ever disappeared like John Bennett Ramsey. I'm sure that they were damaged just as much because of that environment. Like it, it's not, it's not a proper place to put your kids in those types of sexualized situations. And I think that we're, we're starting to see the blowback of that uh, in our modern culture with just like all these kids now that are just lost. They, they, they turn on the television or, or, and it's not really the television. It's actually their phone. They turn on their phone and they see a TikTok video about how they can change their gender. Um, and, they're eight years old and then they have a parent that that puts them on TikTok and makes them the star and makes them the centerpiece for them. And then the parents get to heap all these praise from people. And they also, as you've noticed in that video too, that, uh, uh, you know, wh whatever you want to call that father, um, laying, laying next to the, the, the girl slash boy or whatever it's supposed to be that day. And, and he's, he's, he's admonishing people in the chat to use the proper pronouns of they and them with the child, like reinforcing that. And that's, to me, that's the most shocking thing about it. Like the reinforcement of all of these stupid fucking rules. That's it. Like it's not, it, it, and it touches upon everything. Like it, it's, it's not, it's not with just with the gender stuff. It's with racism. It's with what you can and cannot say, which you, you can't use a word in a descriptive way, apparently. You can't say that word now. And even people agreeing with it, even Joe Rogan coming out and his apology and agreeing with that statement, which just infuriates me that you can't use a word in a descriptive way, that there's not an excuse for saying a noise, which we've had him explain before. But now, now it seems that we need, we need to, uh, we need to, uh, you know, just lay that down and just not, not be able to touch that subject ever again. Um, it, it's just, it, it's all of this control from every, from the masks from the distancing to who gets shots and who doesn't, if it's going into babies eventually, you know, every single point of this is about we're allowing other people to make rules for us. And I'm fucking done with their rules. Their rules are stupid. Like your, your fucking, your, your compelled speech pronoun rules are fucking stupid. Your rules about race and how we're supposed to talk to one another. If we're of dif of different races from one another, the idea itself that we're even of a different race is part of their fucking rule set. Let's throw the rule set out. We don't need it anymore. This game sucks. Like we're playing D&D &D with people that are trying to dress us up as leather puppies and put tails in our butts. I don't want to fucking play with these people anymore. I'm done with this fucking shit. How about you, Don, uh, John Henry? Don Henry. <laughs> Don Henley. Don Henley is here. <laughs> Don, Don, Don Lemon. Don Henley. Don Le yeah, that's a perfect transition into Don Lemon. <laughs> That's what Don Lemon is. He's he's on TV to tell us what fucking rules we need to abide by. Yeah. Mr. Pussy or Dick. Mr. I'm going to stick my hand in my crotch mm. and stick in another man's face and say, Pussy or Dick. Pussy or Dick. Pussy yeah. or Dick. That yeah. guy's making the rules for us, folks. Of course he is. Yeah, he's our regulator. He's our um, our moral police that's telling you what's right or wrong. Our Just social like engineer. Just like Zucker. Yeah. Just like, um, you know, all these to the producers that are fucking child rapists and had child pornography. This is the information that you're being fed. Um, consider the source, guys. I mean, it is absolute fucking insanity. 
And speaking of the source, um, did you by any chance happen to see, and you know, on the topic of Joe Biden's wonderful nominees, um, Gigi Sohn, uh, in regards to her nomination to the uh, as an FCC regulator? Oh, I did see uh, Ted Cruz go after oh, her. Teddy, Teddy, you. Teddy. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, uh, sometimes he hits it out of the park and he did with that one. So now you mm-hmm. look at the FCC as an example, uh, where genuinely they determine what you can and cannot say in a public forum. Um, and you have this woman uh, that historically supports censorship. She's a huge proponent of that. Super, super lefty. Um, and a couple days after her nomination, uh Apparently, she gets a sweetheart secret settlement um, from organizations such as ABC, NBS, CBS, uh, and did not disclose said settlement. You know, and Cruz nailed her on it about that being a sweetheart deal where basically uh, is she is she being bribed uh, to stifle the voices of of conservatives? Um, You know, at this point, does it even take that much? No, they're very flamboyant about it. They don't give a fuck anymore. Um, you know, but when you look at somebody that's literally in, you know, in a regulatory role for the FCC, can't say that on the radio, can't say that on the TV. Um, it's, it's insane. It's total control. It is total fucking propaganda. And you look at who he's pushing. I mean, guys, you know, we laugh about the guy that, you know, is, uh, loves bestiality and dressing up in a leather dog mask and getting, you know, sodomized, uh, with nuclear waste colonics, um, which is, you know, fine and dandy um but these people are fucking extremists they're not even trying to hide it anymore there's no subtlety to what they're doing um and if that isn't an indicator of really the direction that uh, this current administration led by um dr jill biden and barack obama as <laughs> if you watch joe mumbling through his words again and again and it's like it's not even i used to laugh at this shit but now it's just fucking sad you know, and, and I saw the question posed on one of the videos of him just talking complete fucking gibberish nonsense. Uh, and the question was, would you let this guy be the CEO of a Fortune 500 company? And the resounding response was absolutely not. He can barely control his bowels. How in the hell would I let him control a company? Well, guys, uh, USA Incorporated is one of the biggest companies that exists on the fucking planet Earth. So I uh, completely agree with that. So, you know, I'm really hoping um, and I'm sick of fucking saying it and because I want to see something already. Right. Because you guys know I say, you know, don't believe anything you hear and only half of what you see. Come on, Durham. Come on. We know for a fact that Hillary Clinton, Biden, Obama are all complicit in them spying on not only Trump, but us utilizing the CIA for that. It, but literally, you know, gathering all of our data and information, um, you know, it's 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 fucking crazy. So, Durham, please <laughs> come on already, you know, because, you know, genuinely, if this thing goes the way that it should go, they're all done. His whole fucking administration's done. And, you know, Hillary, I sent number six a link um, to some merchandise off of her pack. And when you look at these people, when I talk about them being flamboyant, right? So we look at Biden's nominees, um, you know, that are getting shot down. And Ted Cruz, it seems like he's single-handedly dismantling these fucking extremist scumbags. Um, 
that one of the things about these monsters, um, and I know, like, you know, we talk about them being like fucking ritualistic Satan worshippers, which I, I do believe that's the case. And you can call me conspiracy theorist if you want to. That's fine. Um, you know, even though we joke about Moloch and all this shit. But I know one of the things is, and I've read, right, allegedly, is that they have to be public about the terrible things they're doing. Maybe that's part of them getting off on it. Um, maybe that's where it like becomes almost like a sexually drived for them is it fucking turns them on. But Hillary Clinton, pretty clear that she's going to take a crack at the uh, 2024 election and run for president. Um, at this point, we know that that's going to be the case. But that woman is so fucking extraordinarily arrogant with the, the Clinton death count, the shit in Haiti, uh, just everything. But they're literally on her PACS website selling a fucking hat that says, but her emails. She should be in prison because of her emails. Prison or tried for treason and sentenced to death. And she has a fucking piece of merch raising money for her campaign that says, but her emails. That's how serious these people take you. That's how worried she is about there being recourse for all of the laws that she's broken and terrible things that she's done. That she has the fucking audacity to have a but her emails hat as if it is a fucking joke. It literally makes me fucking sick to my stomach. You know what's even worse? Fucking hat sold out. Who yeah. are you that bought that hat? Because I don't believe in violence per se. <laughs> Defending yourself is one thing. Yes. But I got to tell you, uh, as much as I hated seeing every video of people snatching MAGA hats off of people, I don't know how I will respond if I see somebody out and about in public with a but her emails hat. This is uh, uh, one of those Project Monarch triggers. <laughs> yeah, that would be my fucking brainwashing. That's, <laughs> that's when you finally, that's when it finally hits. <laughs> that's, I might that's lose the, my secret shit phrase. You're that fucking stupid. Um, Folks, if you don't know what I'm talking about when I say Project Monarch, um, John Henry a while back sent me a beautiful article about uh, MK Ultra. Uh, that's very extensive. Um, a lot of it uh, I was somewhat familiar with due to two very amazing documentaries that I've watched in the past, which I would also include in the source list for uh, an eventual special for that topic alone, uh, which would be um, the Adam Curtis, uh, the Living Dead uh, documentary series. I forget which episode it was, um, but it was about memory. So there you go. Uh, figures that I would forget which one. I think it's episode three. You would treat me as a fish no longer or something like that. Something really crazy. Uh, but then uh, the other one was uh, a, a channel called Truth Stream Media, and they did a documentary called uh, The Minds of Men, uh, which was also fantastic. So, but yeah, that that article that you sent me, John Henry, the, when, the Project Monarch stuff, basically it's like if you've ever seen uh, the Captain America movies where the with the Winter Soldier, where they read uh, a bunch of different words, like random words to the Winter Soldier to activate him. That's where a lot of that shit comes from. And it's kind of creepy actually reading about it after seeing those movies because you're like, damn, I wonder how many of the consultants and the people that like wrote about this stuff, I wonder how much they actually knew to kind of like slip this stuff out. And if you believe in priming, which I do, 
I, I do think that there's a lot of things in our media that were that prime us for certain things and maybe have primed us for this this stage in our in our society too. Uh, but we could talk about that more later too. But like all these butt hurt emails things, and then like on this website too that I attached to the source list, it goes over. Uh, they have tweets greeting cards. Uh, from her famous tweets that say, but my emails, but also say, delete your account. Um, let's see. The other ones that say, please do not take medical advice from a man who looked directly at a solar eclipse. Okay. And then uh, referencing uh, Donald Trump there. And then also she said, I would have read my damn briefs. Barbara, that's for sure. And this is uh, Barbara, Barbara Streisand saying something and then her replying. The the fact that they can bastardize it and Mickey Mouse this stuff and just like be like kiss with it and just slap a label on everything with it now just without shame, uh, it doesn't shock me. I mean, but that's that's our commercial culture nowadays too. Like everything that I see that's pretty much, and I, I hate to sound cynical, but pretty much everything that I see in our commercial culture is exactly like that. Like it's almost an affront to me. Like I, I don't, I, I don't really want to be a part of our mainstream culture anymore because of stuff like this. Like it's almost the type of thing where I, I felt more isolated these past few years more than ever in my life, just simply because when I look out at our mainstream culture and see reflections of these types of attitudes, with just like the way that people have received, um, you know, things over the past couple of years and just rather gone along with it or cheered it on. Um, I see people like the friends of mine that would wear something like this hat. And like you said, I mean, I don't believe in violence and I don't want to have that type of confrontation with them. But at the same time, you know, are we getting to the point where the national divorce is necessary because of even shit like this? Like, can I even be in the same room with a bunch of people wearing a but her emails hats? You know, if I, I mean, walk into like a convention center, like, it's nothing I, I but those like people and I'm the only one without it. <laughs> on what what their opinion of you is. And, oh, yeah. And folks, when I say you, I'm talking about all of you. Yeah. That, that she's that arrogant and flippant in that, that she thinks that in general, people are fucking stupid. I mean, what an elitist fucking bitch. It, it is disgusting. Of how she views the general populace. Hey, you bunch of fucking morons. Guess what? I do what I want. I'm untouchable. Fuck you, dum-dums. That's what I read. That's what I see there. But that's that, the culture, though. That's of course the it is. side of that culture that yeah, we're dealing because with. Because there's enough point. people just consuming it like fucking Pac-Man going, give me more. Yum, 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 yum. Hillary's great. Yeah. Yum, 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 yum. Fuck Trump's a monster. Yum, 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 yum. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Strongest economy in U.S. history. Did more in his first year uh, than any president ever. The jobs numbers, unbelievable. Um, you know, fuel prices, extremely low. Supply chain issues, none. Got the, the vaccine, even though I'm not pro-vaccine. Got the vaccine rolling. I mean, for fuck's sake, man. That's what they think of you. They think you're that dense, that fucking ignorant, that fucking stupid, that it doesn't matter. They throw it in your face. The fucking arrogance is astounding. Genuinely. Everybody in this country should take offense to that fucking hat. If you can have people losing their shit 
and have full-blown Trump derangement syndrome because of a hat that says, Make America Great Again. The response to the but her emails hat should be a thousand times more severe. To think that they bastardized the words make America great again. That became the N-word <laughs> to yeah. a certain percentage of the population. Yeah, you have to react immediately and violently. It's it's actually encouraging, uh, of course. You know, a, a type a type of framing for people that was used popularly and even used in uh, MK Ultra <laughs> with the angry black male stereotype. Yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah speaking of which, I'm glad you brought that up because yes, they they think that we're stupid. Um, they're you're they're even commercializing it at this point, and for someone to wear a it but her emails hat. Um, that's that's kind of like the Pope coming out with a hat that just says it was just a couple of kids, you know, <laughs> it was just a couple of little kids like, you know, who cares? You know, just like Jason Chamath, the, the 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 Warriors owner, just be like, oh, it's just the Uyghurs. It's just the Uyghurs. Who cares? I don't care about that. Nobody that I know cares about that. all my rich friends don't care about that. So nobody's going to care about it because we own the media and we control them. So. You know, you, you guys are going to care about that. And that's just the, that's the type of attitude. Like if I walked into, as I was saying before, if I walked into a convention center full of people like that, like I give it to the people in the media, like guys that have gone out there, like people like Elijah Schaefer, uh, that have done, uh, done on the ground reporting, uh, a fucking, uh, Steven Crowder, even just going into angry crowds of people and debating with them. Like anyone that takes it straight to the other side and has one-on-ones with them, bless you. Like, cause there's people out there that do great work in doing that, that, that kind of stuff. I don't have that sort of patience with people. And I'm getting to the point now where it's just like this past week, just looking at how the, um, the truckers have been treated by their own government, um, that now that their protests has been in, in various forms from the honking to providing fuel and food to people has now been made illegal up there. That you have Doug Ford, the fucking crackhead, stumbling out, eyes glaring, you know, at the television, at, at the at the at the lights, at the pretty lights in front of him, saying that, you know, yet yeah, this is uh, somebody told me to come out here and say, because I'll I'll get the crack if I say this. We're in a state of emergency. What they're doing is illegals, and uh, we we's gonna we're gonna. The CNN's told us from the Joe Biden that we're going to slash your tires because that's going to make the trucks easier to move when we slash the fucking tires of the trucks. I mean, we cheered for violence, destruction for months on end. Political leaders uh, said chop and chaz is great. I know people have been murdered there. I understand assault. I get it's rape. I understand they're destroying business, but man, this is their right. It is their right to assemble in the protest. And we cheered on chaos, destruction, and division for an entire summer. Cheered it on. And now you have these people that all they want is their freedom to have rights, to be respected as a consenting adult, that they can make their own decisions and when it comes to their health, They're just asking for bodily autonomy, not in a place like Quebec, where you have to be vaccinated to buy fucking groceries. So what have they done? 
they have peacefully assembled. The joy that you see on their faces, being able to do that is amazing. The positivity. What do you see there? Well, see here, Trudeau calls them racists, misogynists, sexists, homophobic. But what's ironic, if you watch any of the videos from the Canadian protests, you have white people, black people, Asian people, um, Middle Eastern people, Native people of Canada, Indian people. Yeah. You have Jamaican people. You have all people. And I watched a video and there was a gentleman on there and he was a black guy. He had probably a Jamaican accent. And he said, I want to thank you, Trudeau, for this. Thank you for this. Because you tried to divide us. And what you've given us the opportunity to do is to truly be, I'm getting goosebumps right now, to truly unify us as people and humans and as Canadians. I mean, literally, it gives me chills thinking about that video, about how incredible seeing things the right way is. These people aren't violent. They haven't lit anything on fire. They haven't assaulted anybody. If anything, you have a fucking lunatic that drove a car through them and hit people. Wasn't one of them, though. You have people coming together as a nation, feeding each other, right? They're bringing gas cans. Um... I mean, it is, it's incredible to see that it's the most extraordinary peaceful protest that I, 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 we've ever seen in our lifetime and maybe has ever happened before, you know, closing the bridges, all of that. And then you have this fucking coward who a lot of people allege is Castro's son. Don't know if that's the case, but there's definitely a resemblance there. And apparently his mom was a a fucking skank and uh, spent a lot of time in Cuba around Castro. But you have I'm shocked that his mom's a whore. <laughs> basically, you know, turning uh, when he refers to the people that are there assembling as the scourge of the earth. There, every horrible adjective that you can come up with, he's utilized for these people. Noun, rather. Every single one of them. Everything that he can say ill about these people, he's done. And the threats are there. And he made a comment the other day that really bothered me. Not that all of his nonsense that comes out of his mouth bothers me. The comment that he made was when it comes to shutting down the protests, everything is on the table. That's a terrifying thing to hear a leader say, a dictator say. Everything is on the table. That means at all costs, they will stop what's taking place. Now, what's interesting is you have some parts of Canada that they have now dropped their mandates because of this. And to those of you political leaders in Canada that have done that, good on you. That's a right decision. You listen to your constituents, you understand what's important to people, and you acted accordingly. But for crack smoke and Ford, which, mind you, he's the fattest fucking crackhead I've ever seen before. Doesn't even make sense. Fat yeah, fuck. Bad. Mm-hmm. But when you have Trudeau make this comment Lots after he faked getting COVID and then fled the city and went into hiding 
and would not address these people or talk to these people after, you no know, again, calling them the scourge of the fucking earth. And now he's saying that this is a violent occupation. Fuck you, Justin Trudeau. And I don't wish harm or death upon him because, don't get me wrong, I mean, his thoughts go through my head that they should drag him in the fucking streets. But I don't wish that upon him. I just wish that he's removed from his role and then has to live in hiding for the rest of his fucking life. Maybe go back to his homeland of Cuba. Yeah. That's what needs to happen. And it's a beautiful thing. These videos give me so much hope, man. It is so incredible. Mike Lindell, we've talked about him a ton. Mike Lindell is taking like, I don't care. It's it's tens of thousands of pillows to the truckers in Canada. They help them sleep a little better. While they're there, you know, violently occupying the cities as racists and homophobes and violent fringe extremists. It's all very telling. I feel like this whole pandemic, it's all kind of culminated into this moment in Canada. I feel like what's going on is very representative of what everything is has been and how everything feels globally with this. To see what happens. And the irony is, you know, Canada, I've always thought of them as pretty passive aggressive, but I love that it's them. Because if it was us, which I'm, if given the opportunity, we certainly should stand shoulder to shoulder as a community and fight this tyranny. But I like that it's Canada because if it was us at this point with the mainstream media and full blown propaganda, It would be all too easy for us to call us domestic terrorists. It would be all too easy to call us Trumpsters. Too simple for them. I frankly don't think that it would be as effective. They've already said that they can designate us as domestic terrorists just by having an alternative opinion to what is fed to us on a massive scale through Project Mockingbird and people like Brian Stelzer, because, well, he's the only one left at CNN. Everybody else is either a pedophile or a sexual assaulter. Um, so, thank you, Canada. God bless every single one of you. Everybody that's there that's a farmer, a truck driver. And, and more importantly, you know, thank you for initiating the stand, but thank you, citizens of Canada, for going there taking time away from your business, your work, your family, spending your money to feed these guys, to buy fuel for them. It's a beautiful thing watching them stand united. And uh, I think they win, even though they were handing out paper pamphlets saying that this is illegal. And at 8 p.m. tonight, we reserve the right to arrest you and fine you and put you in prison for a year. Well, what I say is, Fuck you, motherfuckers. And everybody should stay there because there ain't a prison big enough. Not big enough in the entire country of Canada to hold all of those fucking freedom fighters that are there shoulder to shoulder, hand in hand. So God bless all of you guys. Keep fighting a good fight. Uh, You are the leaders in this world for sure. Well, and I think you you touched upon a lot of great points there, but one of the things that I definitely wanted to get off my chest this week too, and one of the things I wanted to get to even before we got to our main topic here is that uh, there's been a lot of talk 
uh, especially over the past year. And there's been certain people that have discussed it a lot, like Eric July and Tim Pool, which you know, I, I included some of his videos in this week's source list too, is uh, the idea of a national divorce or something like a modern you know, version of a civil war. And I think that we're well, well into a version of war uh, whenever it comes to the information that we receive, uh, from the treatment that we receive uh, from our political figures um, in this country and our corporate figures too, and um, the alignment of them. You know, so whether it be the mockingbird thing or just like the all out fascism thing, where just you, all that you see is a curated reality that's decided between a bunch of different companies and banks and, and government officials. But uh, because of that, though, uh, and a lot of us, John Henry and I included, and our listeners out there, of course, we've all realized this at some point over the past few years. So a lot of us have been throwing around this idea of like uh, just starting a national divorce, like having a separation of just, you know, going back to rather individual nation states or, you know, something even smaller eventually. And there's been a lot of talk of it. But one of the things that I've noticed and that you brought up, John Henry, was well, it's not just us. It's people around the world that are noticing this type of tyranny by their governments. It's not just it's not just us here in the United States. It's people over in Australia. It's people in Germany. It's people in Austria. It's people in Denmark. It's people everywhere that we're starting to have a a divorce from authoritarian government. That the new world war isn't going to necessarily be over, well, I mean, it's always going to be over resources and money and a bunch of other forms of control or what you can control. But the other part of it is over, you know, what type of government we're all going to have, whether it's going to be something authoritarian or if it's going to be something more libertarian or liberty-minded. And I think that, you know, the, the idea of having a divorce from these types of people, from these types of creatures, these characters like Rob Ford, to have him come out here, a, a crackhead, to tell the rest of, of you how to live is absurd. And the beauty that we have in this, this moment right now is that we get to see, we get to see how they deal with peaceful, rational, lovable people up there in Canada. Are people that, you know, I, I, they haven't been fully disarmed like uh, in Australia, but I don't know Canada to be a necessarily like a major gun-toting place. Maybe up there in Calgary by the Cowboys and stuff like that, you'll, they're, they're probably strapped. But th there's not a lot, you don't hear a lot about, you know, guns and gun violence and gun regulations up in Canada. You don't hear a lot of that from them. Um, you just see a bunch of uh, a mass gathering of, of peaceful people that are unarmed and demonstrating. And you're seeing how an authoritarian government deals with that. That first they, they, they come out with the accusations of them being fearful of gay people or fearful of trans people or, or black people or whatever it is, whatever type of uh, label they can attach that causes some sort of negative reaction from the low information people out there. And those low information people are going to side with them. Like they're, they're, they're a loss. You know, they, they can be turned. And if you can introduce them to information, I still have uh, belief in redemption somehow uh, these days that, you know, some, some of the people that still believe the bullshit can wake up one day and go, oh my God, I'm on the wrong side of things and then jump over. But then there's some people that are just going to double down because they're too proud to ever admit uh, that they were wrong. And you find your tribalists out there too. 
And then you find your paid shills like your Brian Stelters and other people that are just going to report whatever they're told. But, you know, ultimately, we're seeing right now, especially if you look at Biden's fucking poll numbers, John Henry, is that we've we've gotten to the point now where like the 17% of people left that think that this is a good idea, that what's been happening the past couple of years, that they, they've done right by us and that we should just keep on doing it. Uh, those people are losing. Uh, we are gaining massively whenever it comes to the, the right center and even uh, left of center in this country. I mean, when you, when you watch channels like Jimmy Dore now um, and others, you get to see, and Bill Maher, <laughs> you get to see a change. You get, to see, you get to see a change in the attitude of like the classic li- uh, liberals in this country even uh, waking up to this. So um, I think that right now the, the opportunity really lies in a divorce between this type of governance from people like Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum to people in the IMF, to people in the Federal Reserve. It's bringing light to all of their involvement in this. It's bringing more people onto our side. It's waking more people up to go down the rabbit hole with us in things like what we're about to talk about because they make it believable. It's one thing if they had like straight lace, like bow tied people just coming up and saying, well, yes, we're just going to do this today and we're just going to do that. No, they have these fucking Muppets like Rob Ford and Hillary Clinton to trot out in front of us. And it just makes it too fucking obvious, I think. So, I mean, when we talk about like, let's just roll into uh, this week's main topic real quick. And um, one thing I wanted to bring up, too, is that. The the framing that these monsters give us for things, the uh, I'm, I'm getting the things that you just sent me now. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, on, on that topic, actually, on that topic, it kind of rolls into what I'm talking about here is that so this past week's outrage piece uh, for our side has been the Biden administration uh, funding crack pipe distribution. Uh, through safe smoking kits and the denial of it and then also the media involvement and the cover-up of it and then trying to retcon it and telling people that they never meant to put them in there and then the left actually complaining that they're not putting them in there and okay so here's my thing i'm not i'm not a drug counselor I'm not a specialist, especially on the smoking of the crack. Uh, I've never really dealt with it in the same way that Rob Ford has uh, or Hunter Biden. But one of the things about this whole story that really struck me is just that it's not about what's right or wrong. It's about what's political. And it's been the same thing the entire time through all of this COVID bullshit, too. And I'm sure, John Henry, you would agree is that we've been given this scenario where we're going to use people's tax dollars, you know, we're going to steal people's money and we're going to use it to put crack pipes in the mouths of the people that smoke crack in the poorest of neighborhoods, in the worst and poorest of neighborhoods. Uh, and somehow that's going to solve a problem. Now, you can make a logical connection for me somehow. Like if you Hold have on, some sort of. Remember, sp- that's yeah, for okay. racial equality. Yes, yes. Of course, that's what I was getting to, because you can make some sort of logical, you know, argument for this, that that somehow that by having this sort of state intervention, that you're somehow going to sweep people up like into the system in a way where 
they're rather introduced to people that can counsel them or give them better advice as to maybe not how to smoke crack or, you know, whatever, whatever it is that, that, that could make society better. But when you, when you attach it to the, the religion that we're up against now, when it comes to the safetyism, the statism uh, of the modern left, um, that it has to include like this insane racial equity uh, type of angle, which is all part of like the same you know World Economic Forum ESG bullshit uh, way of thinking too, and it's all connected. Like uh, we're we're starting, we'll start uh, here with this part of the story, uh, and I included two videos from Tim Pool that break down pretty much the entire scenario of how these things were offered, and then how it was withdrawn that they were going to include pipes in it, and what the definition of a kit is, and what it includes, and Jen Psaki's, uh denial of it and then the media coordinated uh denial of it too uh, through fact checking and also through plenty of articles that were released out there but I, we were going to do this episode just primarily on this and there's plenty of other podcasts out there where you're I'm sure you're going to find and I'm I'm just seeing them in some of the uh related videos that pop up next to the Tim Pool one here on the source list yeah, there's plenty of coverage on this but what I wanted to talk about in this episode because of this issue is the treatment, how we are all being treated these days. It, 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 it sort of takes from the conversation that we were having before John Henry about the division in the world, not just our country, but in the entire world now between authority and the people. And, and, and the fact that we, and you brought it up so brilliantly too, that we grant these people the authority to do things for us. We delegate th- this authority to these people at, thinking that they will do right by us and protect our rights and protect us in general. And this is the type of thanks that we get. This is the type of treatment that when you give your tax dollars to the, to the U.S. government, that you're thinking that we're going to do right by people. And even if you believe wholeheartedly that your tax dollars going towards crack pipes for crackheads is going to be a good thing, that the government will even retract that. That they'll even retract that to save face. That everything is just political. That it's not about objective reality. It's not about what's right or wrong. It's not about what's good for you or bad for you. That it's about just whatever's good for the political class, whatever's good for the ruling class, whatever makes them look good. John Henry, how, how do, what do you think about that thus far in this point of the discussion? Jen Saki puppet. Hmm. This woman blows my mind. Outright lies. <clears throat> Not a surprise. This whole administration does nothing but fucking lie. So they ask her about crack pipes. She says no. There's chapstick in there. <laughs> There's fucking chapstick in there. Here's my point. Do you want to see racism? Watch an old fucking 80-year-old white man that has said the N-word, that is a supporter of grand fucking wizard, grand dragon, Robert Byrd, who was the head of the Ku Klux Klan saying he's a friend and a mentor, speaking, doing his fucking eulogy. You want to see real racism? That you guys are so fucking fed that you're a bad person and you're a racist and they just grasp for straws. Take that man and and watch our tax dollars 
pay to send out crack smoking kits to lower income people, i.e. African Americans, Hispanics. That's racism. That is a fucking slap in the face of everybody. Does it surprise me? No, no, no. Maybe he's trying to buy votes because if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. It's fucking disgusting the way that, you know, we're going back to what how Hillary Clinton views people. And I think this is another good example of how these elitists view us. It is fucking sad to see how they view African-Americans and Hispanics and frankly, anybody that lives in poverty or is low income. Hey, folks, I'm here to help you. Here's a crack smoking kit. It's absolutely insane. Now. Next statement I'm going to make, I do not condone, but I do understand why they distribute clean needles for people that are intravenous drug users. I understand the idea behind that. Uh, Less likelihood of people spreading things like HIV and hepatitis. Uh, I get that, right? Technically, it it should help a little that if people are going to shoot heroin, then it's probably best that they just shoot heroin but don't have a likelihood of getting AIDS from sharing needles. But sending out crack pipes makes zero fucking sense to me. There's no point there. Now, I can only assume that somebody's going to make a bunch of money on that, just like most of the ways that government in general spends is you see something, you take it for face value, and usually sometimes later, yeah, I don't want to say usually, because if we only knew the type of money that people made on these uh, government-helping programs, we'd all want to fucking shoot ourselves and stop paying taxes altogether because it would make you fucking sick at the thought of where your money goes. But it is utter insanity. This is real racism. This is really looking at a certain class of humans in such a fucking derogatory way. It's sick. It makes me sick. Makes me sick the way that they view people and say it out loud. But then again, this is the same administration that spent unbelievable amounts of money to mail you guys masks and at-home COVID kits both manufactured in China, shipped from China, for a alleged disease, virus, that was also fabricated in China. Which, by the way, that was a conspiracy theory. And people were kicked off of social media and Twitter and ostracized and all of these things. But now we know that, well, that's true. And we also know that uh, the masks don't really work, even though people, you know, were severely punished for saying that they don't. And we now also know that uh, if you're vaccinated, you still get COVID and spread COVID, which, you know, again, a lot of people were penalized and punished there. And and, uh, and then the booster, you know, the boosters, those are real good, real healthy. Um it's again to me this all of these topics just kind of show how dumb they think we are right well and on top and of how they treat us that, yeah the fucking olympics are in china <laughs> so they with fauci's funding and research nih 
NAIAD, create a coronavirus and distribute a coronavirus. And we've talked multiple times about how that may have happened. Uh, the military games being one, um, then we allow them to hold the largest sporting event on the planet after we now know that. And you have Nancy Pelosi saying, don't speak out against them because of your safety. Um, it's, it's the arrogance is astounding. And, and they literally think that you are a bunch of brain-dead fucking idiots. The irony is this is led by a literal brain-dead idiot that can't function or string together a coherent sentence or remember what city he's in or what the topic is and watching him bounce back and forth between different emotional states and whispering, come on, man, just do it, man. And then slamming his fist on the on the podiums. Oh, you better do this and get vaccinated. And this is a pandemic on the unvaccinated. I mean, it is just fucking crazy. Yeah, it's like not even real life anymore. And then you see them hosting the Olympics. And did you see the um the big like snowboarding and ski jump next to the fucking nuclear plant? Oh, that was pretty. It, yeah, it's unfucking believable. View. And then you look at how China is treating the world's Olympic Olympic athletes. Uh, severely malnutritioned, being isolated from each other. Uh, there's a lot of Olympians that are stating that they feel like China's doing that specifically to give themselves the edge by, you know, literally not feeding fucking people. Oh, yeah. And then you have uh, a couple people that are U.S. citizens that decided to compete for China. Oh, yeah. Eileen Gu. Very interesting one. Born and raised San Francisco. Born and raised California. Um, her mom is Chinese. And she decided to renounce her U.S. citizenship, even though she's never lived in China, and compete for China and win a gold medal. And as soon as she wins that medal, she becomes a huge public figure and models for Louis Vuitton and Victoria's Secret and Dior and all these major, major, major brands that, again, that's all a whole nother fucking indoctrination of you and, you know, giving you a completely false sense of importance. Um, half of the Chinese hockey team, <clears throat> over half is not Chinese. And I'm glad oh, yeah. the U.S. whipped their fucking asses. Yeah. Eight to um, nothing or something like that. That's a run in hockey, man. Yeah, you got man. Your you ass have, uh, we have Zhu Yi, the, the figure skater. Who she decided, uh, even though she's born in the United States, to compete for China. And then she fell a bunch and fucked up. And they ostracized her and attacked her pretty good. And, well, you get what you ask for. Yep. Great job there, Zoo. Fucking scumbag. <laughs> um, and that's the world that we know it. So if this doesn't show that we pander to fucking China. And that genuinely Biden and Obama and all these guys are fucking Chinese sock puppets. I don't know what will. I mean, guys, it's like, it's fucking Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. You know, we the love our abusive fucking parent or our, our abusive kidnapper. And we just let them hit us and fucking rape us unmercifully, you know, but still go back to them. Um, it's fucking grotesque. It is well, it's, genuinely it's fucking nauseating. The gaslighting of what we picture. can know and not know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, it's, they, they just the treatment that they gave us. It's not. You know, that, that's that's something I wanted to make a point of this week. You know, it's just that you know when we look at the Biden administration doing this crack pipe deal, uh, that 
they have Snopes to protect them, that they have people in the mainstream media protecting them. And it's, it's always the same type of move. Like if, if, if you go out and you pull LeBron James or Jason Chamath and you say that, you know, China's great or who cares about the Uyghurs, like you're going to be backed up because China has a credit score that they give their business. We've talked about this in prior episodes. So all the businesses that come out in support of this um, are probably ones that are on the take there because they work in fucking China. But like when it comes to our, our political uh, influence here in the United States, it's not just China, but it's something um, that's also part of our system. And it was pointed out this past week uh, with an article that I included from Tablet uh, here, and it's called The Blue Stack Strikes Back by Zayed uh, Jelani. And this was a fucking fantastic article because it goes over uh, basically the, the shit storm that Joe Rogan has been in the past few months now. Um, but it really talks about, you know, how this entire thing is put together. Like when we talk about from the coverage of the Olympics to the coverage of a crack pipe scandal to the coverage of Afghanistan, it doesn't matter what the situation is going to be because in, in the in the crack pipe scandal, they use the same MO. They use the same words of, you know, we're going to, we fact check this and it's mostly false. And uh, it, when you read the fact check, of course, the fact check is, is bullshit uh, and actually proves the point of the people making the original claims, um, but also actually even made it worse because they, they were including syringes in there too. You know, so you're not just giving crack pipes to crackheads. You're also giving syringes out there as well. Um, but you know, then then the 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 media companies come in and say, well, no, that's not really that's not really um, the the correct definition of this thing, and they try and redefine things. Um, and you can look up old definitions of the smoking kits. And Tim Pool does this; he did a great job of breaking it down, folks. If you watch those videos, uh, but you know, get it getting into this uh, this Joe Rogan article though. One of the things about it that really stuck with me is just when it goes into like the media coordination. That as soon as something happens like this, everybody in, in what he calls the blue stack here just starts aligning with one another. So you get to see that um, Spotify has recently uh, announced that it's going to have some new platform rules. And we are on Spotify here. So that's one thing that we're considering uh, nowadays is that what what type of platforms are we going to be able to survive on? YouTube's already proven itself to be really shitty for us. So uh, but we're loving ourselves here on BitChute and other places, though. So, hey, I'll take your alternative uh, and I'll support them and grow my platform there gladly. And I'm glad that that's being encouraged by people like Pool too. Um, at least putting people towards Rumble, which we're doing okay on. But, yeah, I'm really having a lot more fun on BitChute uh, as of late. But um, it's saying that Spotify has announced these new rules, but also it has deleted dozens of older Rogan episodes uh, that contained transgressive content. Um, and they also promised to devote $100 million of company money on content from historically marginalized groups. So, but, <coughs> pardon me. <clears throat> I have to enter that, edit that one out. Oh boy. Decepticon. He has Decepticon variant. <laughs> He's the outbreak monkey, everybody. <laughs> oh man. But, it goes on in the article to say, though, that these activists know how to play the game. If you look back at any of the recent controversies over free speech, and it doesn't, like I'm saying here, it doesn't have to be free speech. It could be anything. 
But from QAnon to COVID to the last two presidential elections, this is how things work when the development or outcome is seen as unfavorable or undesirable by the favored political camp. At first, activists create a panic about misinformation or offensive speech. Second, the social media platforms try to meet them halfway by introducing measures like warning labels. And then third, the activists realize that they've drawn blood and continue to push for outright censorship. And then finally, the social media platforms give in and remove the offending voice from their platforms altogether. So it doesn't matter what topic that we're talking about. It could be anything from crack pipes to COVID. Folks, if they want rid of you, this is how they get rid of you. And I'm not going to spend too much time on that because we've talked about a lot of that topic, a lot of the censorship topic here on the show. And I think you all know what our stance is, and I think you probably share that stance with us. Um, So instead of going into that for the next hour, what I wanted to talk about is something a little bit different. And that's because if I'm going to be taken out, if I'm going to be stripped of my platform here on Spotify... If I'm going to be investigated, if I'm going to be raided like James O'Keefe, I want it to fucking count. And one of the things about our current uh, world, especially here in the podcast world, is is that a lot of us see outrage stories like John Henry and I have just talked about. And we can make the connections to all the different things like we have laid out for you thus far in this episode. But the one thing that we want to provide is, is that we want to provide not only a better type of argument, but we want to provide the information to people. That's the ammunition to defeat our enemies. And I went and did a little bit of digging this week. And the reason why I did that was, is that I had a conversation with a dear friend of mine that is not a big fan of Joe Rogan. And it's not that I'm I'm upset with that, but it's just the fact that in this conversation, the person I was talking to just repeated the same media talking points of just It's dangerous because he has such a large platform and we can't have misinformation because there's so many stupid people out there that will take that misinformation and do something bad or dangerous with it. Now, this person, of course, didn't consider that, well, A, the burden of proof is on the accuser. Um, Also, they didn't consider the fact that maybe their political opposition or the the tribe opposite of them isn't filled with stupid people. Uh, that they, you're underestimating. And, and really, that, that's one of the things that's really gained us a lot of um, traction, I think, in this liberty movement, is that because a lot of us have been underestimated, they underestimated the fuck out of those truckers, didn't they? They underestimated those people. Oh, they're just stupid working class people, or they're just passive uh, Canadians that'll never do anything. Oh, we, we've done all this. We've stripped their rights so much over the past few decades. They're demoralized enough that they're going to let us get away with this. And lo and behold, um, no, they're not fucking doing it up there, folks. Uh, they're standing up for themselves. But, you know, we could we could talk about how great that is and we can agree and uh, with and shake each other's hands and high five over how how great that is. But there's still something that kind of burns me. There's still something that kind of just doesn't sit right with me about our modern situation here. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that um, our opposition still has one last leg to stand on whenever it comes to this max mass vaccination campaign around the world. And that's not that it stops transmission. Cause obviously that's been blown the fuck out of the water. Um, that that's been admitted to. Um, also it doesn't have anything to do with, um, any type of sterilizing immunity. So it's not just the transmission, but it's also you getting it. Um, and also it doesn't have any, that much to do with, 
Um, also, you getting it might even be more likely now, too, though we even admit to that. But if you get it, you're supposed to, uh, for some reason, if you've received these injections, that you're not going to be hospitalized and die. You're not going to have a severe case. And since that's the last leg that this demon that we've been hacking away at, you know, for the past couple months, John Henry, since that's the last leg they had to stand on, I wanted to do them the favor and finally put them out of their fucking misery. It's about time that we finished this, this logical argument with these injections forever. And I wanted to do that this week because like, given the time that we have, that we, we don't have to talk to a guest about their latest project, what they're doing, which I love to do. But the fact that we just have a few moments to kind of breathe on a topic like this is that I wanted to throw out a thesis out there that we finally started to receive the information necessary from places like Scotland that the injections are actually having a negative efficacy. That the argument that rather this was something that was just benign and it didn't work or it was something that slightly worked or only worked for a certain segment of the population that now we're starting to see that it's actually done harm. So this week I included in the source list um, a article on from Substack from Dr. Paul Alexander dated February 3rd called Devastating Negative Efficacy, Public Health Scotland in COVID-19 and Winter Statistical Report as of 31 January 2022. So, and it was published on uh, February 2nd. So I I just want to, you know, just throw this out there for people to go through, because I'm not going to read through this whole entire article and trying to explain the, you know, the different tables and graphs on a podcast here. But basically what I wanted to get at uh, by bringing this up was, is that Scotland has had one of the very highest uptakes of these injections. And as of January 28th of 2022, 89.6% of 18 year olds and over have received their second dose and 73.6% have received a third dose or booster of, of the COVID injection. And what you see that's outlined in table 14 here in this article, uh, table 14 on page 41 is that, that you can see that the double vaccinated are at a greater risk of infection and that the unvaccinated continue to be at the lowest risk. Now, that's not my punchline. And here's why. In the article, uh, there is a comment section on, on Substack. And that comment section, there was a comment by a person uh, named KK. One, 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 one. Okay. So I I don't know this person that they're not a really active user. They just follow a bunch of people on Substack, but they made a little comment about the HIV being included in like first, second, and third jabs. And I was just like, okay, that sounds kind of wild. I'll bite. So I click on the article that they they, uh, connected to the Substack uh, post here. And it's an article from CTV News. And the article's titled New HIV Variant with More Damaging Health Impacts Discovered in Netherlands. And this is dated February 3rd. This is recent news, folks. So I'm like, oh, man. 
what the hell are we getting into now? We got another AIDS variant, HIV variant floating around out there. So when you first start reading the article, <clears throat> it's not really, you know, you know, it's it's like your standard, you know, science article nowadays. I've read plenty of them thanks to COVID. Um, it just goes into like researchers in the Netherlands have discovered a highly virulent, uh, virulent variant of HIV that causes a more rapid decline in immune system strength and can result in more damaging health outcomes if not treated early. So, you know, big scare, right? That that sounds really nasty. Well, you scroll down and you find out that. They've been analyzing stuff like this since the 90s. And actually, this strain itself that they're talking about in this study um, is that the, the VB variant, as it's called, has been around since the 2000s, but you know, now they're, they're starting to talk about it. So I was like, okay, so what what's the deal here why why are they putting articles like this out there to scare people about this new variant when it's actually in decline and it's been around for a couple decades well on the related articles on the website for ctv news i'm scrolling down and the first thing that i fucking see is that it says first patients vaccinated and clinical trial of HIV experimental vaccine that uses Moderna's mRNA technology. So I have that here, and this is published from January 31st. So this is also recent news uh, that the first patients have been vaccinated in this trial from Moderna. And then you scroll down and you see here, the new trial funded in part by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation will follow 56 HIV-negative adult participants with the goal of studying both the safety and efficacy of the vaccine. 48 of the volunteers will receive at least one dose of the primary vaccine, 32 of which will also receive the booster. The remaining eight will receive the booster vaccine alone. So they're starting to take this failed vaccine and this campaign that they've used to lock us down, to separate us from one another, to criminalize just being a natural human being. They're starting to take this over into a different platform. They're taking their money and they're running. And I, I, I did a little bit of research on this. I mean, there are other companies out there like Johnson & Johnson. They tried their hand at this, not with mRNA technology, but they tried their own uh, HIV vaccine. And of course, <laughs> Johnson & Johnson doesn't make the best shit, folks. They failed. Uh, they fact, in fact, they even uh, decided to withdraw their their entry into the ring here uh, because their um, their trial failed. But um, and then also Oxford University is uh, throwing their name in the ring too, and they should have something for us on April twenty second. I believe there should be some sort of announcement. It says here in the article I attached in this week's source list too. Oxford researchers anticipate the results from their trial. Uh, as part of the European AIDS vaccine initiative, which will be reported on April 2022. But um, I just wanted to wrap up, you know, before I, you know, toss it back over to you there, John Henry, for some comments that finally, after reading through all this information, all the last of the related articles that I uh, saved to our source list for this week that I was, when I was doing this research, is uh, US President Biden. Uh, HIV AIDS strategy calls racism a public health threat. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter 
if it's about fucking chicken nuggets and cafeterias. It doesn't matter if it's about fucking shoes. Like they will use, they will use racism. They will use these buzzwords. They will use these terms and this framing and this type of propaganda to allow the most heinous of crimes against humanity to occur, including stealing billions of dollars and giving them to companies like Moderna. The last paragraph in this uh, Joe Biden HIV strategy article that I have attached here says, U.S. President Joe Biden is scheduled to deliver remarks to commemorate World AIDS Day, and his administration recently announced it will host the Global Fund to Fight AIDS Replenishment Conference next year. The United States has contributed about $17 billion to the fund, about a third of all donator uh, a donor contributions, it says. So we're funding more and more to things like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and they're funding all of this. And they're funding it to companies like Moderna that they own stock in. I mean, from the government to big tech and the corporations, to your media, to your doctor, to the people that you think are out there trying to solve the AIDS crisis in the world, there isn't, there, there isn't a place where they, they don't exist. It's like I was saying, what was it last week? We were talking, like, if you, it doesn't matter if you play like competitive marbles or magic cards. It doesn't matter what you're into. It doesn't matter what form of entertainment that you love, if it's UFC or if it's comic books. It doesn't matter who you vote for. It doesn't matter what fucking country you live in anymore. It's everywhere. It's everywhere now. The corruption is fucking everywhere. And we can't, we can't let them slip. We can't let them slip into another form. We can't let the, these fucking vampires just change into a bat and fly out of the fucking window. Like, it has to end. And I'm not talking about some sort of, like, war type of, uh, you know, happening uh, when it comes to physical war. But I'm talking about just separating ourselves from these types of ways of governing altogether. Like, I'm not just down with national divorce anymore. I'm talking about a, a global divorce from authoritarianism across the board. Localism from Australia to Austria to, to fucking here in the Northeast where I am to out where you are, John Henry. I'm talking about everywhere because that's how we, ha that's how we have to win. Like there's no, there's no battleground anymore that isn't occupied. We can't just win in Canada. We can't just win here in the United States. We have to win this war everywhere because they are everywhere. So John Henry, what do you have to say about all this craziness? As crazy as the world has been, it is surreal to even listen to that. And, and I've read it. But, you know, it's one thing to read it and just go, ah, this is fucked up. But then to hear you go through it and say it, I, I'm just sitting here in, in disbelief. So we always talk about the red string, right? And we bring up the Gates Foundation. And if you guys haven't listened to our Fauci episode, all hail Lord Fauci. I recommend you go back and listen to it. Um, but what's fucked up is 
pandemic, vaccination, Fauci, AIDS. It's terrifying because of Fauci's involvement in the AZD, AZT treatment of AIDS and how fucking terrible that was and what that did to people. And to add that new layer in now, I don't believe there's AIDS in the vaccines. I don't. I think that there's equally as much likelihood in just my opinion Uh, Is there being nano fucking robots or 5G radio antennas in there? I think that those all kind of fall into the same category, in my opinion anyway. And maybe that's because I am trying so fucking hard not to believe that right now. Yeah. Because even the thought, right? It's kind of like 9-11. I couldn't let myself believe that that was an inside job. I could not let myself believe that. And even though now there's an absurd amount of fucking evidence of the United States involvement in George Bush and how that all worked out, that pretty unlikely that it happened the way that it did. I still try to not believe that because I I can't believe that we would sacrifice that many people. Um, But as you go through the pandemic We've sacrificed a lot more people in this than 9-11. When you look at how complicit we are, go back and watch the Glenn Beck special on the pandemic. It's fucking amazing because everything is documented with all the involvement and development of the bat-based coronavirus. It, it Nothing surprises me. Because you see what our government does to us on that scale, literally killing people. They fucking kill people. So it's, it's unbelievable. But when you had the gates into it and Fauci and it's just one of those things where, man, I just, I wish it isn't true. And a long time ago, I had somebody say to me, wish in the one hand and shit in the other and see which one fills up faster. And right now I'm wishing a lot into one of my hands. Uh, And I don't imagine that's going to fill up too quick. So it's just a fucking sad state that we reside in. Genuinely, it's fucking terrifying to think not only can these, you know, there was that female comedian. I I can't remember her name offhand, but she was doing Mm -hmm. a bit about how she's vaccinated, boosted, has a shingle vaccine, um, flu shot, still gets her period. And then she makes a comment that Jesus loves her most. And then she immediately blacks out, smashes her head off the fucking ground and fractures her skull. And um, I hope she's on the mend. I hope she's okay. She is, yeah. But did you see her on Dr. Drew? Yeah. Talking about, like, well, I'm going to go ahead and pump the brakes on this a little bit. (laughs) And uh, by the way, Dr. Drew, what, you know, what's the time frame you're normally seeing people have adverse effects to that? And he's like, oh, about two to three weeks. She's like, yep, that's pretty much it for me. Two to three weeks. But he's still not soured completely on it, though. Like he still had to defend it in a way to exist in his sphere. You still got to be like, well, it's not that I still don't recommend it, even though that that, like (laughs) Omnicon, uh, uh, Omnicon, uh, you know, pretty much has like a, a death rate of nothing. 
um, that, that the hospitals are completely empty at this point. Yeah. I still recommend you run out and still grab that shit. Yeah. Um, Did the you negative read the article I sent you about the, um, the embalmer and the amount of blood clots in people? Oh, yeah. Just it, the the wave that we're about to see. And like, I'm glad that you brought that up, too, because like w- when we were talking about like this HIV thing, um, the fact that they can create some sort of scare and allow them to run and sort of take the business operation back over into international waters. Um, one of the things that uh, I wanted to bring up, too, is that in in their operation currently with the covid bullshit is that the u.s department of health is ending its requirement for hospitals to report daily covid deaths to federal government after the toll has surpassed nine hundred thousand. and apparently the cdc will continue to collect the data but they're only going to collect it from death certificates and the fact that they're not getting complete numbers from the hospitals even anymore the fact that they're 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 going to completely run and be able to control the CDC is going to be able to completely run these numbers now um, is fucking frightening because we know the hospitals were dirty enough, but there's enough variables there to know that there's going to be like people working within those hospitals and certain hospitals and aren't going to go along with the bullshit. Well, nope. Now the CDC has full control over that, and also Pfizer is delaying. It's FDA application for COVID-19 vaccine for children aged six months to four years, otherwise known as babies, uh, so that it can gather more data on the effects of second and third doses for the babies. So, and we, we see all this, right? We're seeing them start to roll up the carpet and try to move the carpet somewhere else. That just like the, the, the big premiere and the big, you know, hoopla uh, for the COVID uh, rollout has already happened, that it's starting to wind down and they're starting to, you know, just pull, you know, the, all, the, all the umbrellas are, are being put down and, and, and everything like that. Uh, but now we start to see things like this from Ian Smith, that almost $2 billion in Moderna stock has been dumped between the CEO and the co-founder and that they probably aren't anticipating bad news or anything Ian Smith says safe and effective and then also uh this one that you sent me to John Henry from Nico House uh the real Nico House it says CEO Moderna deleted his Twitter account and dumped his stocks so they're all just running they're all running and we can't let them run and here's why one of the other articles that I found uh, through that Substack article, another person that commented left a link to their um, their blog on Substack, and it's fantastic. Uh, I attached it to this week's source list. It's called Bayesian Data Crime, Defining Vaccine Efficacy into Existence. And the reason why I wanted to include this is, is that, and I'm not going to read through the whole thing because there's a bunch of graphs and stuff and math that you're going to have to follow along with, but essentially it's like this. If you have 200 people and 100 are unvaxxed and 100 are double vaxxed and all have a 10% chance of getting COVID each two weeks, that 20 of the people who were vaxxed that get boosted at the beginning of the period and no one gets reinfected, that after a month that you will have due to this guy's equation, 
that 100 unvaxxed, 10 get uh, the COVID first two weeks, and then nine the second, and 19 total is 19%. And of the 80 double vaxxed that eight get COVID the first two weeks, then 7.2 the next, and then 15.2 uh, total. So uh, again, 19%. And then of the 20 boosted that two get it, uh, COVID the first two weeks, and then 1.8 the second, and then 3.8 total. So that again, you arrive at 19%. That basically he's proving here that the overall effect is actually negative. And here's why. It seems that they're all uneven, but the way that they count vaccinated and fully vaccinated, and many of you already know this, is that they give you a two-week period that after the people receive these injections, they're given a two-week period before they're considered fully vaccinated or fully boosted. Now, what does that mean whenever you count the total amount of numbers? Well, let's just say that you have those numbers that I just talked about. Well, what happens is, is that you actually get an efficacy that's negative on the boosted if you do the numbers right. Because when you... Uh, look at the current injections, these people receiving them, in that two weeks, it hits your immune system bad. And you actually are more likely to get COVID in the next two weeks after receiving your injection. And they're taking all of the people that have that side effect of taking the injection. And what are they doing? They're putting them in the other category. So no matter how many, it could be five boosters, right? It could be 15. When you follow this pattern, the latest booster will always have the highest efficacy and the, the, the rest of the shit is going to roll downhill. The next category up it, which right now is the double vaxxed folks, not even the unvaxxed, because when you use this equation and you do it right, the unvaxxed out of the 19 total I'd mentioned is 19%. That stays the same. But the double vaxxed, actually the 17.2 total is 21%, and the boosted 1.8 total is 10%. And the faster you can say record quarter for Pfizer, you get an apparent vaccine efficacy where there is none. You could do it with saline. You could do it with anything. As long as you're counting the, all, the neg- all the positive cases and hospitalizations and deaths, for those two weeks in the prior one, the people that get the vaccine or uh, the, whatever, the second or third dose, whatever it is, uh, before that, the, the current booster are going to be in a higher category of risk because of the way that they do it. So what, what he's telling you here, and this person here, the, the name of the person is Elgato Malo. <laughs> And uh, it really does a great job of just wrapping up it. it, it the, the, the whole article, um, it's, it starts off with welcome to another edition of Stats with Cats. And uh, man, I was just really blown away by the just how he put this together, because it really explains to me and I'm, I'm not a mathematical wizard. I, I'm not a, a statistician, but, you know, when you when you talk about. Um, how these numbers have been counted and used against us, how the card trick, and that's, that's really how he explains it here too, how the card trick of this actually works is that no matter how you slice it, 
they're using this equation to put all of the cases that are gained in those two weeks, which is, again, at a higher likelihood in the previous category. So no matter what size, sample size you use, and there's also going to be biases that are going to be used in counting these things in the future. And the fact that we're just handing this over to the CDC to, to account for from now on, um, instead of our hospital systems and our hospital workers, many of them who had to be brought back now um, <laughs> since they fired them uh, for being unvaccinated. Uh, but, you know, to, to me, like, I don't know, John Henry, what, what did you think of this breakdown that this person did with this? I mean, I was really impressed with it, but then also, I mean, that's, that's the thing that's been bugging me. Like when people say, well, you know, you're, you're still less likely to be hospitalized. You're still less likely to die. You're still less likely, you know, this is a pandemic of the, of the unvaccinated, you know, and then we're starting to see the boosters and then you see the Omni, Omnicon failure of the boosters and then you're seeing countries like Israel go on to like their fourth booster already with it. And, and you're just, I was sitting around waiting for something like this to, to be explained. But uh, this person finally put it into words that even I can understand. So, you know, I commend him again for that. But um, yeah, John Henry, what, what do you think of this madness with the numbers? This <clears throat> game? Uh, I, I think what's the point of even thinking about it anymore? It's, it's just all bullshit. It's all skewed. It's all bullshit. It's, you know, they, they're just grooming us for shit. I mean, that's it. And I know that's such a, it's a non-answer, but at this point, it's like, is it even fucking worth wasting your brain cells on this? You know, and, and that's probably not the best approach because then it's just kind of a wait and see type deal. But here's yeah, what I know. I know that there's a lot of people that have been vaccinated and boosted that have had some really bad side effects. I know that um, when it comes down to the numbers of hospitalization and people that were severely sick, it's it's there is no resounding. It's the unvaccinated that get sick or none of it. We know it's just not true. And, um, you know, <laughs> we've talked about Rogan so much, but he had made a comment on one of the podcasts I was listening to yesterday. And he said, I'm fucking sick of talking about this. Like, I'm just sick of fucking talking about they were talking about the comedian that passed out. And he's like, man, I am just so fucking sick of talking about this. And and I say that and I am too. But, you know, this is listen, this is what we took on. This is our responsibility and obligation to our listeners that we are going to talk about it. But at this point, I think what I want to try to do a better job of is quit consuming the shit that doesn't really matter. And I feel mm. like this is probably one of those things. Because where do we, what's the end of the street? What do we get to? There's no real point, right? It's not like here's the smoking gun. Well, for fuck's sake, the amount of smoking guns we've had at this point is, you know, we need a, the whole state of Texas and a warehouse on every fucking acre <laughs> to fill with all the smoking guns at this point. So to me, I think, you know, we just got to start looking at the resolve. Um, though, Because I figure we're kind of at a point now where the people that aren't won't. And the people that are, well, half of them won't again. Um, 
and we have that portion of people that are, you know, you see the memes with, um, you know, the 30 band-aids on somebody's arm with the counting the boosters and all the bullshit. But I just, what's, what's just sick of having this conversation, I guess is my point. And uh, I'm just, I'm uh, burned out on it, man. You know, and, and yeah. my goal and hopefully everybody else's goal is, Let's try to do a little bit less consuming things like this and consume more about the amazing things that are happening in Canada and the countries that are dropping all of the mandates and restrictions and, you know, consume Ted Cruz ripping one of Biden's candidates apart. I really wish I would have had a chance to see him uh, tear apart the pup play guy, but he probably just would have kept, kept replying with, Daddy, give me more. Harder, Daddy. Punish me <laughs> in front of the fucking Senate. Um, <laughs> which I'd like to see how Ted Cruz will respond to that. That'd be pretty good. Um, so that's all, man. That that's all I got. I just um, I just think when when you read stuff like this, none of it's surprising. And yeah. um, you know, what is there positive to pull out of it? I don't really find anything positive to pull out of the conversation. Um, and we just got to really just strive to uh, you know be better problem solvers and better critical thinkers and, and just try to move in a better direction. That's, that's my thoughts on it. No, that's like real weird and passive and kind of a lazy response, I guess. But I just, you know, and it, sometimes you hit a fucking wall, man. And just like, no, I'm sick it. of having this conversation. Well, know? yeah. Especially when it comes to like the numbers, cause we've, we've just been beaten up by fucking ridiculous numbers for years now. You know, just like from the projections from Neil Ferguson of the Imperial College of what this was supposed to be uh, in terms of a pandemic uh, to the death counts uh, to CNN, you know, our favorites uh, over there, you know, running, running the death counters and coordinating that with, uh, you know, with God knows who in government and intelligence agencies and, you know, companies and other things uh, to try and scare us all into a pattern of behavior and that's really like, that's where I see this too, to kind of wrap things up for th this type of topic. The reason why I wanted to bring up these topics this week, yeah, and, and it, 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 I don't want to bum people out with it, but also, you know, all, all of the good that we're seeing right now and all of the changes that we're seeing, we're starting to see uh, places drop their restrictions. We're starting to see New Jersey uh, lift their mass mandates, you know, after people like Ian Smith fought against them for uh, for years now and incurred millions of dollars worth of fines. And now he's running for office, which is awesome. Yes. I fucking love yeah. that. And, and that's the thing. Like when we go in, but when we go into the office, uh, you know, when, when we send people uh, that we're going to delegate out of this movement to go and make these changes in government for us, you know, people like Ian Smith, people like crypto man. Um, when we send people like that uh, for us though, uh, I want them to be just as armed with uh, the beauty of our movement and those those types of people uh, that are up there standing up for themselves in Canada and that type of vibe. But then I also want them to have damning evidence like this to just really crucify our opposition whenever it comes to when they're using these fallbacks anymore of, well, you know, it may not have uh, stopped the transmission that we, you know, just like Bill Gates said. You know, and I'm paraphrasing here. It may not have given us the, you know, the 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 immunity, the sterilizing immunity, and stopping the transmission that we wanted. You know, but we're gonna get them again next time. Like, no, motherfucker, you're not getting another next time. 
Like that's that's kind of my point that I wanted to make this week is that, you know, we, we cannot let these creatures like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and and Moderna and their CEOs and Pfizer uh, and Johnson and Johnson um, is that we can't let them off the hook. There 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 isn't there isn't a time um, in, in our future as, as liberty minded or freedom loving people that we should allow them to exist without penalty for what's occurred. And I think that, you know, now that we're starting to see things swing in our favor, you know, due to uh, the large demonstrations and doing the drop of, of restrictions, like I mentioned, but then also because of the reality on the ground of just the Omnicon, you know, hitting and then going away. Um, you have other countries that are like Japan and others that are taking ivermectin at this point. So good luck with it coming back there. Um, but you know, we're at a point now where it's died off so much that, he, like you mentioned at the start of our broadcast here, when we talked about California, that even in the crazy ass state of California, we're starting to see a loosening of restrictions there uh, because of the oh, failure. And by of the, the government. way, if you can have the Super Bowl, there is no fucking state of emergency in California. Yeah, that really yeah. chaps my ass. If you can hold the fucking Super Bowl. Then you need to cut the shit and stop all the fucking mandates. Which, fortunately, I believe it's the 15th, they dropped their mask mandate. Um, yeah. Which, well, everybody and all this needs is supposed to, to coordinate, too, with uh, Biden's delay. Yeah, I mean, it, it's all supposed to coordinate with Biden's delay in, in having the State of the Union address. And then he's probably going to make some sort of big enough. Because his poll numbers are in the shitter so much that really the only savior that he could possibly have before the midterms to help him out at all is coming out and saying, hey, we're going to drop all this now. But I don't want them to be able to fucking, and you know they're going to because of the way that they these, these people are, and we know these people by now in the audience, we all know them, is that they're going to try and victory lap us on this. They're try gonna, they're, they're going to try and do a victory dance in, in the end zone at, at when they drop all the restrictions saying, look how good we did, look how good the vaccine campaigns and all the mandates and all the masking and all the social distancing work, just like Leanna said, Leanna Wen came out and said on CNN, we have to drop this because we 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 might need to be able to use it again later. And I, I don't I don't want to pull a Batman on this one. They're not just going to Arkham Asylum. Like we're not just slapping the gun out of the Joker's fucking hand. Like we I I want that I want it to be permanently disarmed. I don't I don't want them coming back. Like there's going to be enough of a punishment where these people are never given this sort of power again. That's the kind of change that we need. It's not just a change in the altar, whatever we get, um, a new president or just a couple more people in Congress. I want actual fucking change. And the first one is the CDC needs to be stripped of its powers, any type of powers against us without legislation from the people. Like there has to be direct representation that asks for their help and, and their guidance. And that guidance is weighed out in a panel of other people, including economists, psychologists, and other things like we've talked about. They are never given reign to rule over us, uh, over public health. Even the idea of something like a collective health versus individual health is so fucking retarded and we shouldn't even allow it. But not only that, but just, you know, the rest of the people. I'm talking about the Moderna CEOs and co-founder and whoever else is involved in this scheme. I'm talking about the people that were on the taken government, the people in our state department, the people all over that need to be cleaned out. Like, and 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 really, like this is something that Glenn Beck brought up to uh, Donald Trump in his interview with him uh, a couple months ago. 
is that how are you going to go in? Like if you get in in 2024, how are you going to get in there and clean out all the people that have been there and as part of the deep state? And we're seeing that it's it's not just the State Department and the Pentagon. It's not just people that work for the White House staff and the congressional staff and everywhere. It's people inside of these companies in big tech. It's people in Moderna. It's people all over, folks. So we, when, when I talk about a divorce from it, I'm talking about walking away from the influence of this part of our culture. We need to both find and support a parallel economy uh, pretty much everywhere around the world. And one of the positive things that I, w- I would end on for this week is that I'm starting to see that. Like I just got an email that um, uh, Gab is opening up its marketplace there. Um, you're starting to see businesses advertise on there and people do commerce on there. And that's one of the things about this this liberty movement is that you're starting to see uh, the privatization and the the volunteerism really come out uh, from the liberty movement. You're starting to see newer companies pop up. And I talked to our friend TJ Wright about this a little while ago too, that you know when we were talking about uh, the healthcare systems being hit by the federal government with these vaccine mandates. That all the healthcare workers, you know, lost in that Supreme Court decision many weeks ago, uh, that basically freed over a hundred million people in the country, but damned uh, many others. And uh, my my response to him was, now it's time for a parallel economy whenever it comes to healthcare, and it should be that way. Like we have the ability to do that now. Like with 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 both the technology that we're seeing. And, and, and the means of production that we all have and the funding that we can gather, like we're starting to see huge growth um, with you know, alternative companies. Uh, we're starting to see new social media companies out there. There is plenty of other sectors in our economy and including banking where we need something. We need an alternative. And, and, and that's, I say that because, I mean, it's easy to be taken off of PayPal and Stripe these days. It's also, you know, I don't want to fuck with Citibank either. I don't want to fuck with any of those people that would take accounts away from uh, other known dissidents. And, and I don't want them using all of their track and trace technology to eventually come after me because I used my QR code to get fucking gas. Like, I don't want that in my life either. Like, we have to reject this stuff all around. Like, there's not, there's not an area where we can't go into uh, that we can just accept that we're going to be ruled by these people anymore in their fucking rules. I just refuse to stand for it. I think that the, the, the next quest, you know, for the new prisoners and all of our listeners out there is that we end this COVID bullshit. But then also the next step after that is ending that type of treatment, that type of bullshit, the way that we are treated by our government, the world round. Like, I think that that's really, when you talk about our life's mission and why we were here, it's not just for this moment. It's not just from proving them wrong on COVID statistics. It's from stopping the authoritarianism wherever it exists. So with that, John Henry, do you have any final thoughts before we sign off this week? Let's all be a little more Canadian. Appreciate you guys coming and listening. Have a great week. (laughs) All right, folks. And with that, Uh, Until we meet again, and until we are free, we are the new prisoners. Thank you for listening to The New Prisoners. 
Let us know what you think about this week's topic on our Minds page and Substack, or leave a comment under our video on BitChute, Odyssey, or Rumble. You can also risk being shadow banned, suspended, or permanently banned on Twitter and Instagram with us, or join the new Prisoner 6 on Gab. Please feel free to share your own sources with us and to share the information we provided you here. You never know what kind of difference it could make. And if you would like to be a guest on an upcoming show, please email the new prisoner number six at protonmail.com. Tell us what topic or topics that you would like to discuss, and a screener will contact you. You can choose to appear anonymously if you like. Demand answers, not orders. We are the new prisoners. <laughs>